Blog Talk Radio. For the hour before I bring on my wonderful guests for the evening. Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show, so if bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk of any kind might affect you, this may not be the show for you, but I kind of hope it is because I have really great guests tonight, like I said before. Anyway, Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredibly wicked one herself, Dorothy Morrison, www.wickedwitchstudios.com. And Dorothy is still selling those home 2021 blessing ornaments. So if you are interested, you are running out of time, my friend, because she is stopping at the end of the month, and the end of the month is only a couple of days. So there you go. And if you need that stuff shipped overseas, check out www.theconjureshop.com. Go to the bottom of the page, and they will let you know how to get Dorothy's stuff overseas. All right. My guests for the evening. Can't wait. Chris Oropello and Tara Love McGuire, authors of Beeson's Thang and Sword. And uh, hey, guys, what's up? Hi. Hello. There. How you been since the last time we talked? Living that house cat life. (laughs) (laughs) The the pandemic lockdown house cat that I've become. Uh, Chris still goes out in the world, but I have been working remotely in my day job since March um, with no end in sight to that, which I'm totally A-OK with, but the rest of the world not being able to see, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, yeah, Chris and I still have to go out in the world. Chris, how's it handling mm-hmm. for you? Uh, how's you being know, out in the so world so doing? Yeah. Fine. Have you had a lot I mean, of you know, I mean, it's... it's that you, sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean, like, I've, no, okay. sorry, I've had, you know, coworkers who have, who have had it, um, you know, but everyone's really good about it. They're being really responsible. You know, the minute... The minute someone even thinks they might be sick, they don't come into work until they're sure that they're they're either fine or they get tested and they're cleared. You know, like everyone's really being really responsible about it and considerate, which mm-hmm. is nice. So, but I mean, I just Wish I go to work and I come case. home. Yeah, I mean, there's I don't do much yeah. else, so I I tend to tend to see the same people mm-hmm. every day, and that's it. Yeah. Like it doesn't really change too much. So in a sense, we're like quarantining in a community in a weird way you know? <laughs> yeah no that makes perfect sense I mean like I'm stuck with this <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that that's awful but I you know I'm with the same five <laughs> or six people all day every day too um, and then every once in a while somebody will pop in from the warehouse and say um, so and so's got it so um, let me know if you've Ooh. had any close encounter with said person and yeah, we had one guy just come back from from being on, you know, 
PTO from the vid, as we call it. He uh, was laid up for two weeks. And uh, the vid, yeah, or the Rona, depending on who in the my Rona. family you ask. The Rona, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's less it's less daunting than the vid. When you hear the vid, people apparently get freaked out. But when they say the Rona, they think Corona, <laughs> so it's okay. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Language is important. Well, I mean, words are important, right? I mean, we talk about yep. that a lot as as pagans, you know, having intention and all of that stuff. So I'm like, yeah, okay, we can have fun with this, but the shit's still killing people. That's all I can tell you. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know anyone who died specifically, so maybe people are getting more. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know what people are eating. I eat like shit because I'm a sugar junkie. And, you know, my quarantine 15 has exploded, like, in triplicate. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm going to float away eventually. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I, I rediscovered my love of vanilla ice cream and caramel sauce. And that's just not good for me. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Hello. I am like, bring it to me. Like, I self-comfort. We were having this discussion a week ago about, <laughs> right, like the difference between self-care and self-indulgence is like yeah. the line is blurred, it's gone. Okay? Yeah. Because yeah. I know you guys cook, and you guys cook mm -hmm. amazing shit because I see what you yeah. post. No, yeah, and and by like, you guys, you mean me. Yeah, Tara cooks amazing <laughs> yeah. shit. But I mean, we, we, have our, we definitely have our foods that – like for me, sushi is my happy food. It's like when I want to just Thank you. be happy, you know, like I had a down day or something, or I want comfort to just food. a comfort food. Yeah. 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 Sushi is a comfort food for mm -hmm. me. So we'll, we, you know, I'll have some We have to order that. I don't make that sushi. That will deliver. And it's not, you know, it's not bad for delivery. You know, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's, not, it, it's good for yeah. delivery. So but when, when everything first started and I was doing like these crazy grocery trips to try and like minimize going out into the world, I would buy like supplies of things so that I wouldn't have to go back out and get stuff. And I was trying to keep the right. both of us happy at the same time. So I was buying like three pints of ice cream each uh, so that we would just have what we needed and I wouldn't have to go back out. And like I can dole out my ice cream portions in responsible mm -hmm. adult fashion. However, some people in this household will just blow through a pint. No, I won't. <laughs> you, you will blow through three pints in a week. You're lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> I have a re regime. I eat a half a pint, uh -huh. and then I eat a half a pint. Right, and then like, when there's another pint days. in the freezer, then you go and you eat the other that's one. Cause then, that's because that's the third day. <laughs> Irresponsible. I would space mine out. So needless to say, we're not buying ice cream all the time now. Um, that's just not part of the grocery trips. But... No, but Oreo cookies have been a fun thing. So Ugh, not in that. <laughs> uh, but as like my oh. stress levels go up from work, my ability to cook goes yeah. down, or rather, my desire yeah. to cook goes down. And then that—that's sure. when we turn to Grubhub, and that's where bad things happen. Okay, so I must confer and tell you that not only do I have Grubhub, I have Grubhub, Postmates, Uber Eats, and there's one other thing I have. Oh, Chow Now. They have made it too easy for me to get in trouble. Now, I am going to tell you I am somewhere between you and Chris on the ice cream situation because I know 
I shouldn't eat a half a pint in a sitting, and I know a quarter of a pint is not fucking enough for me. So, no. therefore, I, I go to a third, and I supplement that with caramel sauce, because warm ah. caramel sauce on vanilla ice cream is the shit. Okay? <laughs> Love it. Um, Sounds good. So, yeah. I am I'm I am self-indulgent cuz you know like I said we were having this conversation last week about the difference between being self-indulgent and self uh self-care. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, let's redefine that because apparently I am not do, I'm calling it self-care. <laughs> I'm not it's not self-care. Bitch is eating. Hello, <laughs> I'm eating my feelings. I'm eating your feelings. I'm eating everyone's feelings. It shows. I have swallowed everyone's feelings. It's a do you, do you make your own caramel? But anyway, <laughs> no, do you make your own caramel sauce or you buy it? <laughs> I buy it, of course. Are you kidding? I wish I had that kind of patience. If I had to make shit myself, it would never get done, and I'm too self-indulgent to try it. Carol, love, do you make your own caramel sauce? Is this what I'm hearing? I have. I, I for a while, oh, I got on this kick of making salted caramel. I haven't made mm-hmm. it in a long time because our stove is super annoying. Um, we have like a shitty electric stove in an apartment and the burners are all crappy and I hate it. So I don't like to yeah. stand there and do things like that. But I have gone on just tears of making salted caramel sauce and then giving it away to people because I actually don't really like it all that much. I'm not a sweets person. Um, I like chocolate. I like dark chocolate very specifically. Um, I do like ice cream, but like Chris is a big Oreo fan. I don't really eat them. Um, I more so will just eat large amounts of cheese if you leave me to my own devices or bread. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or God, yeah. cereal. I've I've gotten big on eating cereal all the time now too, but specifically only chocolate kind of cereal. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, are you a special K chocolatey delight kind of girl or what? If I'm pretending to be an adult and I want it to be healthy, then I'll say, oh yeah, special K chocolate falls under that. But beyond that, it'll so be you like, like chocolate uh, Cheerios are healthy. Chocolate Cheerios are healthy. That's kind of in the same vein. You know, because it's Cheerio. Okay. But when we were doing the yeah. Cocoa Pebbles, was a little, <laughs> was a little problematic. Oh my gosh, I used to love those. So, mm. all right. So from the ridiculous to the sublime, I haven't talked to you guys since <laughs> the election. What are our <laughs> feelings about what's going on? <laughs> okay. I hear the laughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hit me! Uh, with it. <laughs> oh, well, no, it's, it's like a bunch of things, you know. Obviously, we're happy that Biden won because, you know, Orange Forty Five, or as I like to call him now, Trader Forty Five. Um, yeah, oh, that that's just—he was always unacceptable. There was right. nothing acceptable about this individual. Um, Correct. But it's like what, what's so frustrating is that it's. Is is that I I I'd like to think if you have a bit of common sense you can see what the hell's going on, but mm-hmm. maybe that's just me, you know. Like him crying election fraud when there's no evidence. 
over and over again, there's no evidence. All the supporters are supporting him, even though there's no evidence. And then he's crying mm-hmm. about election fraud and then trying to get Georgia to come up with more votes. Like, who's committing election fraud mm-hmm. here? And then you have 2016 exactly. where there was there was evidence. And it just got ignored by uh-huh. everybody else except the fucking investigation that indicted dozens of people, convicted dozens of people, had showed that something was going on. You have this idiot in the debate tell, talking to Russia through the camera to, to hack Hillary's emails. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yep. it's, it's asinine. It's, and it's still going on. And then you have the shit that happened with the Capitol on January 6th. Like, like yeah. Something needs to be done about him and those people, and I'm saying that very specifically, those people. There's something wrong, wrong, wrong going on. I, that's it. I'm great. Done. Those are your feelings. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not citing it, well, but it's just, it's a, I don't even have the, the brain power or the the stamina to even argue it anymore. It's just like, you, you're so far gone that it is a, a yeah. waste of my time to try and argue with these anybody. So you can't argue with the brainwashed. You know, I and I, I'm trying to recognize that, like, you know, I, I try to take, I try to be open minded and be like, well, am I the opposite side of that? But I'm like, no, it's like, this is so, it's so clear mm-hmm. the nonsense that's going on that anybody with common sense can see through it. But mm-hmm. then not, every, not common sense is not common, unfortunately. No. And neither is critical thinking I agree skills. Thank you. Oh, man, tell me about it. And I told you guys, like, this argument I had with my mother, who, who was a supporter of his, and I said, but here are the facts. And she said, the facts don't matter. And when someone tells oh you God. the facts don't matter, the argument is, oh, you have nothing else to say. It's yeah, right. It's like, fantasy. that's just becomes, fantasy. It's just yeah. fantasy at that point. Yeah. The facts don't matter. Yeah. Oh, Lord. But that it's was a, is it the, the facts? Is it I the facts don't matter, or they don't want to admit that they're so fucking wrong that they don't want to feel the shame of it? Mm. Somebody like my mother. Okay, so my mother is going to be eighty-one years old, and my mother doesn't even think in those terms. My mother is a Pentecostal preacher. My mother mm. was a pagan, <laughs> and she got wow. brainwashed. By my father. Yeah, so my mother was with us, and then she was against us. I, You know, it's a whole thing. Anyway, but yeah. the fact wow. of the matter is, is that it's for her, it's not about admission. It's about whatever the church tells her to believe is what she believes. And that's yeah. why I think these folks are so dangerous, because they don't have critical thinking skills, because they hand mm. over all reasonable thought to the church. Yeah, to, to whoever's yeah, to whoever's influencing them or to whoever's around them. Yeah, I know people like that. Mm-hmm. I have close people in my life who are who who can't think critically and who are influenced by the people that they work with and who are highly educated yeah. individuals at that. Yeah, that's the thing that's frustrating because, the, and I had posted something to Facebook a, a little while ago about that because everyone considers not everyone but the the common perception of the insurrectionists from January sixth. Yeah is that they're all just a bunch of redneck y'all Qaeda is, is like the joke that they've been calling them, that they're just these uneducated toothless idiots who were just yee-haw in their way, you know, to the Capitol. And it's not, not the case. They're not. Like 
it, I know. It, the, a lot of these people are very highly educated. They're intelligent, but they have, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, fallen onto the side of the abyss and think that these yeah. types of things are okay. And people with higher degrees in education, uh, me- mm-hmm. medical professionals, lawyers, uh, what have you, and then even when you get into like military and law enforcement, just because you have a particular profession or it took you an amount of school to get there does not make you a good person. No. I worked for uh, a doctor Carson. for 10 years who was just a horrible yeah. person. Like, we used to call him Dr. Satan behind his back. Like, he had wow. a lot of medical degrees, and he was just a shitty human being with shitty ideas. Mm-hmm. All he wanted to do was make money. And these, these people, the insurrectionists, part of them are just there to... Uh, protect their money and to protect their power, yeah. and then the other ones are the ones who got bamboozled into doing it. So it's it, it's a huge, it, it's like a psychological study as we're seeing it happen on brainwashing and uh, cognitive dissonance and the dangers of conspiracy. The dangers theories. of conspiracy theories, the dangers of social media, and the prevalence of social media, yeah. and how it allows these things to fester and then foment. And then to have the person who arguably is in charge of this country um, inciting it, you know, telling and like and then making promises to them that he then doesn't even keep. And now they're turning on him because he didn't pardon. Right. Them. And like and the, their 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 dissonance was so great that they're just like, what do you mean? I, I can't get a pardon. I thought I was doing what right. Was right. Like I was just doing what he told like, me to do, yeah, it's, it, and it, he didn't pardon me. It's like, and then they're they're crying that they're patriots and that they're like for the Constitution. But I'm like, you are doing the complete opposite of by what you're doing. You're doing the complete opposite. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're attacking democracy. You're not trusting the system. You're not working with the system. You know, like you are a traitor. You there, are a there fucking also, traitor. There were people there who were there because they were going to take advantage of the situation yep. and they were going to kill people. Yeah. Like it was not a joke that they built a gallows and were chanting hang Mike Pence. And all of my problems with Mike Pence aside, I don't want to see him ha- ha- hanged in the Capitol, you know, in the name of insurrection. Right. Like this is not 1776. This is not the French revolution. No. This is not what I mean, we do in democracy. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know how many times I posted a guillotine gif in response to a lot of things, but in, in, you're not building mm-hmm. one in the Capitol. Well, I'm not building one in the Capitol, but also at the same time, when you set that level, then you're saying that that's okay. Yeah. Well, it's you know, all like fantastic. You're, well, well, you're, you're making it out to be okay for the other side to do shit like that. Mm-hmm. You're saying that this is acceptable. These are the new rules. Yeah. And the people who, who like yeah. us, for example, are saying, no, those are not the new rules. No. You are wrong. You will be dealt with. Right. And then don't fill me with this bullshit that you found zip ties on the floor and you were looking for law right. enforcement to hand them to. They were there with a purpose. And that purpose yeah. was to take certain people hostage and or kill them in the name of this insurrection. And now they're all turning around and trying to play like this weaselly game of, I just found them on the floor. Or the guy who had his feet up on Pelosi's desk saying that he was just looking for the bathroom. Or that he knocked on the door before he entered. And then other people came into the room and it kind of pushed him into the room. Like, don't, don't fucking blow smoke up my ass. This is ridiculous, you fool. Yeah, Sorry. I, I have to agree. 
No, no, no. You're great. No, I mean, but see, here's the thing. Everybody wants to come up with this both sides bullshit. And I'm sorry. It's not both sides. I don't give a shit what you say. We don't go around calling for people to be hanged. All right. Right. A woman's right to choose is not the same thing as hunting down people to hang and or shoot them. Okay? These are not apples and apples. These are apples and hand grenades. Get with reality. And that's what Mm -hmm. scares me because they seem to think all things are equal and all things are not equal. And I have to tell you that as a pagan, I have grave concerns about what these people are willing to do in the name of their cause. Because not all pagans are liberals <laughs> or even yeah. Democrats. There, are, there yeah. are a number of pagans who actually identify as Republican Trump supporters. I was married yep. to one at one time. <laughs> yeah. I choke when I say it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's true. I mean... He wasn't like that when we were married, obviously, but that happened decades later. And I'm like, how can you call yourself a witch and know that these people want to kill you? Why do you want to be a member of a club that wouldn't have you? (laughs) I don't understand. You know? Yeah. And I worry about what they're doing. People who vote against their self-interest, yeah, I don't Sorry. I don't get that. Just because you have 5 cents to rub together doesn't mean you have enough money that they are going to accept you in their club. Let me tell you mm-hmm. something. Just because you make a certain dollar amount doesn't mean you are welcome to their party. Period. Yeah. yeah. If you do not think and believe as they do and conduct yourself and comport yourself in their manners, they are not go they would not piss on you if you were on fire. Know it. Your money you don't make enough money for that, trust me, boo boo. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> makes me nuts. It just makes yeah. me nuts. People go against people everybody wants to be, you know, a member of the elite class. Uh no. If they had your money, they'd jump out a window. If they had my money <laughs> and your money, they would jump out a window. Okay? I mean, seriously, what people, people have these odd ideas of how power is gotten and how power is maintained. And it's not done through clean methods a great deal of the time. You no, know, we are done, first you, learning. You get a leg up, and then you do everything you can to keep that leg up. And a really good mm-hmm. example of this is what happened the other mm-hmm. day with Reddit and GameStop. Um, right. Uh, I, I, I don't know the full details. I haven't had the chance to read up on it a whole lot. But apparently there were people on Reddit who found out that uh, Wall Street in one way, shape, or form was trying to fuck over GameStop as a publicly traded company so that ultimately they could like sell it off and get rid of it. I'm probably explaining that really Mm -hmm. poorly, but um, a bunch of Redditors got together and now made GameStop like this hugely valuable stock. (laughs) And all of these people are now freaking out about it because they exploited the system. They they exploited the system to (laughs) prove a point and to make this kind of thing happen. And they're like, no, no, that's not supposed to happen that way. Well, that's how you all do it. So that's how they did it now, too. 
I mean, great. It's it's falsely right, inflated, and the stocks are going to go back yes. down in price. I don't know how long it's going to take. Right. I know nothing about stocks, but um, it's all going to swing back in the other direction. But now they're like scrambling to try and get all of this legislation in the way to make that not, that kind of thing not happen. And it's those people are already at the top and all they're concerned about is staying there. And so they're yeah. not going to want the floors yeah. to come up, you know, and, and strike it rich in the same way because it threat it threatens their, their standing. You know, Mitch McConnell sure. is not doing the things that he's doing because he's a Christian. Mitch McConnell is doing <laughs> the things that he's doing because, he, one, he wants to keep his power, and, two, he wants to keep his money. Yeah, and if anybody thinks that Mitch McConnell is a, is a Donald Trump fan, I got news. He can't yeah. stand Trump. He fucking <laughs> hates Trump, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And, the, and the fact of the matter is, is that the people who are the staunchest supporters for the most part, except maybe a very slim handful, these people hate him. These people think he's mm-hmm. a joke. However, they see that he has power because, I'm sorry, the, the Trump supporters are easily swayed. And Mm -hmm. these folks think they need those people to stay in power. And it's unfortunate because, quite frankly, it's a very small percentage. You know, out of 100% of people, they have less than 30% now in that category. But for whatever reason, because of Trump's continuous vindictiveness and his ability to sway a crowd because he's a great snake oil salesman, uh, these people feel like they have to kiss the ring. Kevin McCarthy, for example, showed up mm-hmm. at Mar-a-Lago yesterday to kiss the ring and ask, yeah. you know, St. Trump what he thinks. And it's like, first of all, Trump is not a very healthy person, so I don't know what his prospects are for living another four years with that diet, but, hey, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I would like somebody to say, no, you know what, you're so corrupt that you can never be president again. Because under yeah. current yeah. law, he could be. And that's frightening. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I did not realize until Trump how much of our government and our country is held together by a couple of handshakes and a gentleman's agreement. Oh, yeah. All these laws, all these laws that we thought were understood, you know, you don't commit treason, for example. Pretty mm-hmm. simple concept that you don't betray your country. Okay, you would think, all right, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't put your children in positions of power. We thought nepotism had been discussed enough that we all agreed that that wasn't a good idea at the top of the ticket. Um, You know, we thought certain things were, you know, you you don't tell people to attack each other. It's not supposed to be something the American president does. I don't know. Maybe I've been wrong this whole time. But there haven't been any laws about... You know, don't try to pardon yourself. You know, he's like, I can do whatever I want. Well, fuck, apparently. You know, it kind of looks that way now, doesn't it? So I'm wondering if legislation is actually going to be discussed and maybe implemented to stop some of these crazy things. Because who knows, the next Republican might be a hell of a lot slicker and a hell of a lot more dangerous. And they keep getting worse. Yeah. You know, like the the representatives of the republic, you know, the the presidents who have been Republicans are just getting worse and worse and worse. And every time we have an election cycle, the whole the clown car of them that are trying to buy for to be the you know 
the the, the prime yeah. uh, uh, person. I, I, I'm, I'm, my words are failing me. It's 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 a it's a <laughs> shit fine. show, and it's insulting to the it's insulting to any intelligent person, let alone the American people. But the next one they put up for running as president is going to be smart, because they've seen the mistakes that yeah. this one made. And they're not going uh-huh. to make them a second time. And that's the scary part, because everybody's like, he's out of office, everything's fine, we have a majority, hooray! Well, we don't have a majority. We actually have a split, a, a, a full split, right. which gives uh, Harris, as the vice president, the lean-over yeah. vote. You know, she, she can vote to break right. the tie. But for some things, yeah. they need more of yays than nays to do it. And that's the problem that they're having right now about the... Um, Impeachment trial. Um, well, yes. now he's been impeached, and now you know, bring bring him to trial and convict him. Now everybody's trying to turn around yeah. and say, like, oh, you can't do that to a not sitting president. Well, McConnell said to wait, so they fucking waited. Now what? Get in the courtroom, do the trial, and it's and uh-huh. I think it's fifty five forty five. Yeah, vote voted for the impeachment. Yeah. And now, yeah. now all of the, the Republicans have had enough time to sit around and think about it and to also get leaned on, uh-huh. Lindsey Graham, um, about whatever blackmail yeah. people have on them. And now they're trying to say, oh, no, we really just need healing and unity. No, fuck your healing and unity. Tell that to the guy with the zip You didn't want to heal and unify when Barack Obama became president. Right? You didn't want to heal and unify when our president wore a tan suit and everybody acted like he was the Antichrist. I know, yeah, really, but a white supremacist how crazy. is completely acceptable, and yeah. an insurrectionist is completely totally acceptable. acceptable. Yeah. Totally acceptable. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. Like, th- <laughs> this cannot stand. Like, a, I know. a serious example needs to be made of this man. If I even want to call him a fucking yeah. man. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you, Chris. My problem is, is that they are spot... Republicans are spineless. Here's the thing about Republicans. When the Republicans get their marching orders, good, bad, or indifferent, 90% of them to 99% of them fall in line. Democrats, liberals, everybody on the other side is like they have their feelings involved. And I think what we need to do is learn how to not have our feelings involved. We need to settle on a goal together as a complete mm-hmm. team and say, no, he, it is, no, you cannot just let this slide. It opens the door for anyone to do whatever they want. Ted Cruz was like, or maybe it wasn't yeah. Ted Cruz, but one of the, one of the Republicans was like, okay, you want to, you want to do this to Trump? You want to convict Trump? Okay. We're going to go back and convict Obama and Clinton and Carter. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> Right. For fucking yeah. what? And like, what Does did Carter do? And here's the, you know, and here's the, like, I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat. If they did something fucked up, they should pay for it. They have to be held accountable. Right. So if, if right. like, yeah, you know, it, uh, <laughs> I know it's aggravating. It is aggravating. But the I, I fact mean, of the matter is, is that we've we've got to get it together and stop thinking with our hearts and start thinking like we have a game. You know, we're we're in a constant game of chess in the government. 
it's a constant game. It's a constant border wall, war. It's a constant negotiation. And for some reason, when the Republicans band together, it goes their way even when it doesn't go their way. Like, okay, so the election didn't go their way. But they're still able to hold up legislation. They're still able to hold up punishment of someone who clearly fucking deserves it. So mm-hmm. what is it that they've got that we are fucking missing? Because <laughs> we're missing something. No souls. Yeah, they don't have souls. Oh, shit. Well, I'm not willing <laughs> to give up my soul. I guess I guess we're fucked permanently, kids, because we refuse to give up our souls. You know, it's really funny because they're supposed to be the Christians, yet we're the fucking people that give a shit. Hello? Oh, mm-hmm. Anybody notice There's... that? <laughs> Oh, it's so, everything about their platform is a friggin' veil. You know, it's like it, it's not what it, it says it is. It's what's what's behind it. You know, it's like yeah, they say they're Christians. They're clearly not. They say they're pro-life. They're yeah. clearly not pro-life. Um, that's it's just propaganda. And the, and a lot yeah. of their policies and what what they talk about is always rooted in fear. They're always trying to incite yeah. fear in their in their support base. It works. You know, like. Ugh. I know. Always. Well, anyway. you know what? When people feel like they have no control over their lives, you know, what was it they used to say? Religion is the opiate of the masses. You know, it's yes. the thing mm. that people go to. They go to their guns and their and their <laughs> Bibles and, you know, whatever it is that gives them comfort or makes them feel like they're going to be safe. The the problem mm-hmm. is is that there are better ways for people to feel secure, and the fact that the fear mongering doesn't slow down for a second, and if anything, it accelerates. It's such an effective weapon, and I don't know what it takes to empower people to maybe not be so damn afraid of maybe letting other people conduct their own lives as they would like to. Because it seems like a lot of this is in, is rooted in control, in controlling yourself and the the world around you. I don't see what that accomplishes. You know, what uh, is the goal? I, what is the end game? I I don't even I don't even know where where it stems because I see it on a much lesser level, like online, when you see people start to call out, uh, you know, to to make it topical about witchcraft and paganism, but, like, you you see people call out other types of witches and such or pagans because they're doing Mm -hmm. it wrong. You know, these these witches are baby witches, and they're on TikTok, and they're they're saying dumb shit. Or these witches are, I'm I'm trying to think of, like, a good example of, like, one thing that all of them do that everybody gets all irate about and then everyone gets all self-righteous and says, that's not a real witch. That's not what witches do. That's not what pagans do. That's not what they believe. And it's, it's about feeling superior because the feeling superior then makes you feel secure in what you are doing. And then it grants validity to what you're doing because now you've gotten so good at it. You can sit here and say, they're doing it wrong because they're not doing it the way that I want to be doing it. You know, I think it's I think it's it's that, but I think it's all rooted in fear. So it's a fear mm-hmm. of change. It's secure. a fear of adaptation. It's a fear of not con- be, not being able to control the narrative mm-hmm. and allowing someone else yeah. to drive. Yeah. Uh, 
See, but I think a lot of them are so willing to let other people drive, and that's the fucking problem. I mean, yeah, people don't want to do the work. Yeah, like, and the, you know, they yeah they don't police their own, for example. You, said, you know, like the crazy the, yeah. Yeah, you said critical thinking is missing. Mm-hmm. It is. It's so true, you know. And the level of gatekeeping, because you know, listen. Everyone doesn't even have to, this is my thing, everyone doesn't even have to fucking agree on what a quote-unquote real witch is. If you have a feeling about something, well, I mean, seriously, everybody's got a feeling about something that maybe they shouldn't fucking share. Is it necessary (laughs) to tell me that you, because I am not standing on one fucking foot when I am lighting my candles, oh, she lit one in the wrong direction first. You know what? Witchcraft, a lot intention, and a lot of that has nothing to do with what order I light the candles in. Damn it, I made a mistake one time. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, let's cut off her arms because she actually said a bad thing once that she didn't realize was a bad thing. It was an accident. You know, not just me, anybody. I mean, who hasn't had a misstep life, especially as a new witch, you know, and I will tell you, my time of being a new witch was like 50 years ago almost. Um, So, yeah, okay, this cancel culture and this you can't do it the way you want to do it. You don't even have to believe that they're a real witch. But why do you have to beat people over the head with your opinion? Why right. is this necessary? Why do you have to care what other people are doing? And I think a lot of this is because of the prevalence of social media. It's the comment box. It's the open comment mm-hmm. box is like a red flag in front of a bull because someone will look at it and go, well, there's a comment box there, so it's inviting me to speak. And it's like, mm, yeah. Yeah. no, not necessarily. Like, yes, it's giving you the ability to do it, but it's not, you don't have to give your opinion on every single little thing that is happening in this world at all times. And I love social media and I love the internet. It has made our lives so much better, but at the same time, it has made our lives so much worse because now we have to deal with this type of thing. And the evolution of it has happened too quickly for humans to also evolve socially alongside of it properly to not abuse the shit out of it. Oh, good. Well made point there. Yeah. You know, seriously, yeah. we've not evolved. <laughs> we've not matured enough to have this be our toy. It's really mm-hmm. true. I mean, yeah, I like don't we're... understand when it, I'm sorry, go ahead, Chris. I was gonna say, yeah, it's it's you know it's kind of what in a different to put it a different way, um, it's it's people's differences being thrown against each other in a much harsher context, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it, I mean, you know, so it's 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 parts of a puzzle that don't fit together that are that are bashing into each other, trying to make the picture work, but. Yeah, but here's the thing. When did it become a good thing for us to think alike? I mean, how does anyone grow? Where's the growth if you think alike? I mean, I thought we were all supposed to, like, bring different ideas and maybe, you know, kind of grow together as a group of people who kind of appreciate each other. 
if the minute we have to all be alike, we're no better than any other psycho group, right? Yeah. Or is that just oh, yeah. humans are all about conformity. They always have been because within conformity you find safety. You know, you hut, you all huddle around the same fire against the perils of the night. It, it's it's all the same. It's all about safety in masses. Yeah. And it's just it's back in our lizard brain, you know, to keep us all doing the same thing and walking in lockstep because that's how you survive. Yeah. You know, you survive with numbers. And diversity is healthy. Diversity yeah. in culture, diversity in thought is healthy. However, there are there's always an unhealthy scenario. Well, the pendulum always swings too far uh, in either well, direction. Yeah, so yeah. there's always an unhealthy scenario. And I think really what we're talking about is the unhealthy manifestations of the scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, I... And in witchcraft, I think it's people are just too quick to fucking jump. You know, there's yeah. so many different. Listen, when I was a kid, we had Gardnerians, Alexandrians, and you know, a handful of the, of other variations. You know, books were hard to get. It was the 70s. You know, I had about I had less than two dozen writers to refer to. That's a really small number. You know, yeah. I mean, we had Sybil Leak, we had Doreen Valiente, we had Gardner, we had Buckland, you know, we had Krauser, we had Z Budapest. We had, you know, we had a lot of great people. We had some not so great people, but we had a very small selection of people. And, you know, there are more ideas as, you know, as the craft has expanded, as we've come into modern times, you know, Things have to breathe and grow. You know, being a Gardnerian, I get a lot of fucking heat for being mm. a Gardnerian. Oh, you're old-fashioned. You know, you're too, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not inclusive enough. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not like that. I mean, mm. but that's what I was raised in, so that's what I know. It's not like I had all these amazing choices that I knew about. These are what my people were into. This is how it, ha- you know, this is how I grew up. What do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but with anything, it has to expand and grow and accept new people and accept the way that things are in the current world. You know, the 60s are not the 2020s. It's a very different world. And I think you don't necessarily have to abandon everything you ever learned if you're willing to grow with it. And and have it exp- and help it expand and help bring it to other people, and maybe people who didn't feel welcome in it previously, you know. So I mean, it's I think people are too quick to jump and say your shit's bad or your shit's wrong. Help it grow, help it change, you know. Yeah. I I think they're also they're too. What is the word that I want? They are too focused, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, on being the most shiny snowflake in the room, you know, because it's become like this fantastical thing. And this is something that I've ranted about before to other people where witch has become a title to throw at people and say, well, I'm a witch because that makes you somehow more unique than everybody else. And it's like, when you see somebody doing it differently than you, it becomes a threat to your unique and special identity. 
And a lot of the time when you see people who act like this, they are also the people who make witchcraft more of their identity rather than a practice. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones who mm-hmm. have something witchy in their user in their usernames and every single username they ever have to use. You know, like when they're their non-witch or pagan friends know all about how they're pa- how they're pagan or witch because they have to constantly bring mm-hmm. it up in every single conversation. It becomes like a, a, a threat, you know, don't mess with her. She's a witch. It, it gives them like a, like a strength to get through their life and they're clinging to it. It's an Island of the misfit mm-hmm. toys kind of mindset. And when they see other people getting into it and then possibly changing it from the way that they're doing it, they feel threatened. Their uniqueness is going to be stolen from them. Now all of these other people are going to be calling themselves witches at well. So they're not going to be the only witch in the room. They're not the pretty, pretty princess anymore. You know, now there's 10 more <laughs> witches in the room. Now suddenly they want to talk to other people. You know, you're not the one with the, with the most fantastical backstory. And it, it makes me kind of crazy because I was already weird when all of this started, like I've been a weird kid ever since I was a little kid. I I had no choice but to be weird. And when I was a teenager, I got into punk and I got into goth, but even then it wasn't like part of my identity. I I didn't need to be the only punk kid in the room. I didn't care if I saw other punks, I was psyched, you know, like fantastic. Let's talk. Um, But I see the same kind of behavior. What's that? Yeah. I said, I'm not alone. Like, uh, there's other weird kids yeah. with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Because in my day, yeah, but in my day, we kept that shit quiet because we were afraid. Mm. We didn't, we didn't want to be known as that because that yeah. scared people and nobody, nobody wanted to deal with that. You know, you're trying to get along in the world and not get your ass kicked every day after school. So, no, right. it wasn't the shit we talked about out loud. Somewhere in the middle, there was this switch that it was suddenly cool and okay, and it's like, Oh, we don't talk about that at work because that's nobody's business, and you could lose your fucking job. I mean, yeah, there are mm-hmm. different laws now, but the whole idea. But depending on where you live, it won't matter. Out. Yeah. True. Well, and you may not, you may not quote unquote get fired for being a witch, but they might fire you for something else. For being late that one time, yeah. and then you can't prove it. Um, right. I mean, I agree. They might have a reason. But there yeah, was they might time... have more of a reason to look at you. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and you don't want that. Nobody wants that kind of a spotlight when you're trying to make a living. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, I was raised in New York, but I live in North Carolina now. And it's a very different world, even though it's a bunch of years later. It's still Mm -hmm. the South. And there's still certain people and a large percent of them that are afraid of what we are or afraid of what we practice or what they think we practice if they think about the word witch. I'm as normal as you fucking get it. I have got bills to pay. I got to put food on the table. I'm like everybody fucking else, okay? There is nothing mystical going on here. I just happen to believe this. That's it. That's the difference. 
I still have to put on my panties the same way everybody else does. I still have to put gas in my car. I still have to have dinner because I get hungry. My life isn't perfect. I don't know the fucking lotto numbers. Otherwise, hello, the big one that just passed. It's not a cure-all. People have this psycho idea that if you're if you're a pagan or you're a witch or you employ witchcraft that your life must be perfect or you know how to make your life perfect or, or whatever. And it's like, we're like everybody else. Why is it no one gets that? I think because it's become, it's become more of a, a, a option to get power. Like somehow it got this, uh, flavor thrown onto it that this was about giving power to people uh, and it became a, co- a commodification at the same time um, mm-hmm. so it's become a commercial product that people then see and they look at it and go manifest abundance in my life in seven easy steps sign me up I'm a witch you know instead of looking at it as being a spiritual path that has taught you how to exist within this world, you know, within this world and without this world, you know, between the worlds and all of that other fun, spooky, spooky shit. But instead people are more worried about it, bringing abundance into your life about doing spellcraft to get the things that you want. Too much of, too much of witchcraft has been equated with only spell work without looking at other aspects of things that make up just as much of it. And I talk about all the time that I don't do very much in the way of spells. That's not part of this for me. I'm not looking for power. I'm not looking for abundance. I'm not looking to get the winning lottery numbers like you're talking about. Would it be great if I did? Yeah, but I got other shit to do right now. You know, if, if I can yeah. get some money, that would be awesome, but I'm not looking to change my life. I'm looking at existing within this world and understanding things on both a natural and a supernatural level and, and, and the spirit work that comes along with it. Like it's all part of it. Um, and yeah. I'm not exactly sure when it became a commodity, probably in the nineties yeah. with like the whole teen witch thing, when everybody really started getting into it. Um, yeah. And then the company started producing things and the publishers started getting bigger and putting out more books and that book was popular. So let's do 10 more just like it. Yeah. What are you gonna say? Well, yeah. I was gonna say probably it was along the lines of shows and movies. I mean, which which helped inspire a lot of people and draw a lot of people to the path. But I think at the same time, you know, it made things socially acceptable, which was cool. But then I think it also gave it that veneer of specialness, like Tara was saying, mm-hmm. and power. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's I, just I yeah. synonymous with those things. Yeah, I don't see witchcraft as mm-hmm. a path of power. Not inherently. Like, can it be right. used to get power? Yeah, sure it can. Is it inherently something that's supposed to give power? Not not any more than a fork is. You know, a fork <laughs> is a tool. You can use exactly. a fork to bring food into your mouth and give you strength, or you can use a fork to stab the shit out of somebody, or you can collect forks, or you can study the history of forks, or anything like that, but yeah. it's not it's not a tool that is imbued somehow with, like, power to it it's i don't know it's frustrating because i have a lot of thoughts along these lines and i can't quite verbalize them the way that i want to well you're doing a great job number one number two i think no you are and i think the fact that people just attribute special mystical powers to 
witches just because they're witches is kind of crazy because right. I and I do a lot of spells but the spells I do are to try to help friends get jobs who are in need or to put a protection spell on someone who's asked for it because they're they're not feeling well and they're afraid of getting COVID or whatever. I mean, simple shit. It's not all about powers. You, spells are not just about, oh, ancient darkness, give me what I crave. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, it's not just give me shit. That is not the point. And I find that too, right. too many folks are like, oh, if I get, if I take on this, this witchcraft thing, I'll get all these different powers and, and, and I'll make all these things perfect in my life. No, you fucking won't. No, your life is going to be exactly human. the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're still, you're you're still subjected human. to all of the perils of humanity. And I think that's where everybody goes wrong with it because they think all of the sudden they're godlike and you're not. <laughs> Guess what? <Yeah. laughs> if it were that easy, everybody would do it. Guess what? Right. No, 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 no. Listen, I had a mentor who I had asked to, you know, uh, 16 years old, I wanted to be a witch, wanted mm-hmm. my mentor to initiate me. And he was like, oh, you, you think so, huh? You, you want to be a witch, huh? Really? Really? Aren't you cute? Go home. Go the fuck home. And I went, okay. <laughs> and I get, kept going back and kept going back. And he's like, all right, so maybe you are serious. Okay, we're going to see how serious you are. And I had to do 12 years of service to prove that I was serious. Mm. Wow. You know, I asked I asked at 16 to be initiated. I was finally worthy of being initiated at 28. Okay? Oh, wow. But that's my path. But that's my path. I was lucky yeah. enough to live with my mentor. You know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't go that way these days. And it certainly doesn't go that way for everybody. But I have a certain appreciation because I had to prove that this was not a fucking joke. And that yeah. I was very serious about being in this path, you know, it, it didn't get handed to me like candy. So I, I come at it from a very different perspective because I was told up front, if you're doing this because you think you're special, I promise you you're not. And he was right. I'm not. I'm not any more mm-hmm. special than any other snowflake in the world. So yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's, it wasn't, you know, insta-witch, just add water, poof, wiggle your nose, you can have everything you want. It doesn't work that way. And I think some people still think it does. And it kind of cracks yeah. me up. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But I, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was, Okay, so like half the people that I've seen online lately are all identifying themselves as priests or priestesses. Now, I, I just got to say, I'm, you know, uh, I am a simple witch. I, I don't consider myself priestess because I think that's an earned title. What do you guys think about this? Well, I mean, they, they uh, see, we don't work with deities, so much. And we don't tend to view witchcraft as a religion. So. Yeah. I mean, if, if somebody ah. wants to declare themselves to be in service to a god, um, yeah, that's 
that's their problem. Like, <laughs> I don't necessarily understand why someone would want to dedicate their lives to a god because gods are very demanding and annoying, and that's why I don't like to fuck with them. Um, yeah. But, I mean, if somebody wants to do it, feel free. But how sure. how did that person get that title? Like, priest and priestess, to, to my thought, would be that they had to undergo some level of initiation and training and training to be given that title. You can't just take that mantle onto yourself. Like I am the priest, blah, blah, blah. Um, No, someone had to (laughs) hand that to you. You had to work for it. Um, Well, then if everybody's calling, if everyone's using, yeah. And if everyone's using the title, that title, and they don't have a back, any kind of backing to it, that title is then meaningless. Right. Like, what are you the high priestess of? That's what I want to know. That and the mm-hmm. ter- okay. So here's my other one. My other one is the term elder, and I've talked to a few other folks about this. And it's like somebody accidentally called me an elder because I'm almost sixty, and I'm like, no, no, no. Do not confuse old with elder. I'm old. <laughs> Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. I don't get yeah. it. Why do people suddenly feel like now all of a sudden titles are a big deal? It's like, no, it's not a big deal. I, I promise it's not a big deal. I've been in this business a really long time. You're not in it for p- magical powers. You're, you're, <laughs> it just cracks me up. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, elder, elder is another one that, like, I feel kind of weird with. Like, if somebody ever called me an elder, I would laugh myself stupid, for starters. Cause, right. Uh, no. Right. It, like, it, it, it confers a level of wisdom I feel that most people who call themselves an elder do not actually have. Um, And then at the same, at the same time, elders are given this status in the community that somehow some people, I mean, that that tide's starting to turn, but uh, it confers this status in the community that they're somehow untouchable or infallible infallible because whatever they said, they must know because they've been around since the dawn of, over in whatever the fuck his last name is. Um, like well, somebody who's been around yeah. the block and they've seen everything. And it, like, no, just because you, like you said, just because you're old doesn't mean that you're smart. It doesn't mean you have any wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you're right. elderly doesn't mean you're an elder. elder. But like elder, Thank you. So you're, you're an elder of a community, which just the term would imply that you've been around for a while. But it says absolutely nothing about what wisdom you may have collected in those years. At the same time, I don't believe that some young upstart who's been in a community for five years but maybe worked their ass off should be called an elder either because you've only been doing it for five years. You've not even possibly seen all the things that can be thrown your way in the shepherding of a community. Um, So I I think it's a title that needs to just be thrown out completely. I think it's useless. Uh, I think it's become so meaningless in the pagan and witchcraft communities that now, the same thing Uh with priest and priestess, anybody can call themselves that or be called that. And it means nothing. It also Mm -hmm. kind of plays into that that veneer of the fantastical that also lingers on the edges of paganism and modern witchcraft. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the the the, layer of fantasy, you know, like... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It it adds to the mystique of the title. Not only am I a witch, but I'm an elder. You know, not only am I a witch, but I'm a high priestess. You know, so now you're in the room full of witches, 
and you've now elevated uh-huh. yourself above them so that you're even more special than them. So what happens after that? What if now it's a room full of priests or a room full of elders? What, what, what do you elevate yourself to then other than dead? <laughs> then you become, oh, you become the mighty dead. Excuse me. <laughs> Oh, right. That's what happens. The mighty dead, the honored dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, where does it freaking stop? I mean, I just crack up because it's so silly and it's so tired. I mean, mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, when titles actually do mean something, then you should have an idea of who you're dealing with. But it's like when anybody can just say whatever the hell they want and put on any title that they want to – you don't know who you're dealing with. You don't know if they've really done any kind of work, like you said, Tara. I mean, it, it's kind of insane. It's like, do you, did you do the work or are you just – I mean, and how do you just ask somebody, oh, did you just give yourself that title or did you actually earn it? Because that's considered insulting too. So it's like everything's a misnomer now, so just throw it all out and do your own research. I can't figure out anything yeah. else right now. Well, I mean, they kind of tie it into the, then the kind of tie this part of the conversation into the early part of the conversation is that there are expectations with titles. Like, if you're the president, you should conduct yourself in a particular way. Like a fucking way. president, you know. So like, <laughs> right? So like, we're we're, in, we're it seems like we're getting into this age where titles don't mean anything and people can't be held accountable for the titles that they hold or the oaths that they take. I think the oath part yeah, is the more did... important part. That's but what I was going to say. When, you made the oath when did you? Yeah. Right. I, when did when did nothing matter anymore to us? We're supposed mm-hmm. to actually care about words and how what they mean. You know how many of us have tried to change language to get to be more inclusive of folks? I mean, there's just so many things. Hmm. That that need the attention, and when you when you cheapen language, you know if words don't mean anything, then nothing means anything anymore. You know. Well, that's kind of the the basis behind chaos is that nothing means anything. <laughs> nothing is real. Everything is permitted. Um, but la- language Yikes. language <laughs> evolves. You know, there's there's a lot yeah. of words that we use now that meant very, very different things, even as recent as 50 years ago to shit, 10 years ago, five years ago, depending on what word you're looking at. Um, But the one that I always like to go to is the word bully. Um, Bully used to mean like a sweetheart of a person. And now it has since become to define someone who is kind of like a jack, uh, jackass to people that they perceive as being really? weaker than them. You know, they boss them around. They they uh, try to control what they're doing in, in like a oppress mean-spirited them. fashion. They, they oppress them. They, you know, they're bullying. They're, they're using their power to take control. But bully used to mean like a sweetheart. Um, there's a lot of that. things now. What's that? I know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and like now there's, you know, there's words now that are considered to be slurs that weren't slurs five years ago. You know, how common yeah. was the word retarded in the nineties? You know, you watch even Very. like a TV show or a movie that's, that was super popular then. And that a lot of people will cite now 
and it drops retard so many times. It drops gay as a slur. Um, I've seen yeah. tranny just used as a very commonplace word, uh, all kinds of things like that. And now, because just language is evolving in front of our very eyes, we're seeing them change. Sometimes it's for the better. You know, maybe we really shouldn't be calling people the, the R word. You know, maybe we shouldn't be calling uh, people gay as a negative term, you know, to be like, ah, that's gay. You know, stuff like that. Um, but right. at the same time, some words that are changing, we we need the definitions to be solid enough, long enough to where people can get used to the concepts that are going behind it. You know, like if you, if you're trying to say that, Bully now no longer means sweetheart. It means uh, a jerk off. That took a long time for that to happen. It wasn't the space of five right. years where that word changed. Right. You know, so then we have people who are using words incorrectly because they think they're using the word that's the proper terminology. Um, transvestite right. is a really good example of this. Someone now would yeah. unthinkingly yeah. use the word transvestite because they think they think that they're describing something in the way that someone wants to be described. And then they get just rode out of town on a rail for using it because they're using it improperly with the modern context. And it's where our language is evolving, but we're not giving our society enough time to catch up to it. And I get it. You know, a lot of these words are very um, emotionally fraught. Um, a lot of the people yeah, who sure. are harmed by the improper use of these words, it's not just an emotional harm. It can also be like a, a fear for their lives, you know, a fear for their livelihoods. You know, th- those types of things sure. are behind it. I understand the strong emotions, but um, who's the comedian? Is it Patton Oswald who talks about the two different ways that you can say a thing? Yeah, yeah. it was just the other yeah. day. It was, um, I think in, it was just 2015. I love everything. Uh, stand up I think it's called and he has this bit in it where he talks about two different people saying something and like the one guy is talking all all of the language that gets used like heteronormative and I, I can't even remember yeah. everything that he's, he he's being very it. proper using proper terminology but, but saying the most heinous thing yeah and then he has but it's some, but it sounds proper and, le- and like it yeah. sounds um right. gen- genuine and, and right proper until you start parsing the meaning behind what he's saying and then he he imitates somebody who sounds like a like a south philly hey buddy like that kind of guy calling people faggot and and dykes and stuff like that but he's saying things like i don't care who they want to fuck just go ahead and fuck them it's no skin off my back you know be a faggot like and and he's saying can't you see that these two people like the one guy he may not have caught up yet but his heart is definitely behind your cause, and the other guy is using all of the proper words, but he's actually just an... Uh, uh, he's divisive. Uh, not even divisive, but he's an abysmal human being, you know? And right. Too many people are getting caught up in that surface part because everybody's exhausted. You know, we're tired of having teaching moments. We're tired of the emotional labor that has to happen when you need to, like, bring somebody into the fold of, okay, I understand your heart's in the right yeah. place, but maybe you shouldn't call people faggots and dykes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think, yeah, you know, but you in, know what? That makes, but that's making the society lazy and giving them an excuse. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. The whole cancel culture, every time somebody has one fucking misstep, is, that to me is exhausting. That well, it's a dog pile. Is, the what? It's a dog pile. 
you know, everybody everybody piles yeah. piles on in the big dog pile because it makes them feel better about themselves. And then because of social media, they are then able to uh, advertise and trumpet how good of a person they are. Look what I did. I piled on that jackass over there because they said something they shouldn't have said. And then we all tore them apart and blood's in the water. Uh, it's, uh, it's again, so the perils of social media. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. We've got it. You know, I'm so tired of everybody being so angry all the time. It's exhausting. It really is. And I know a lot of it is the media, and I know a lot of it's social media, and I know a lot of it is the trumpeteers and the whole age of four years of hell, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to claim to speak for anybody but me, but for me, the last four and a half, five years have been hell. Um, yeah, I just yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it's not the time to be gentler and kinder, but it kind of has to be because I don't know if we're gonna make it. Because <laughs> if you tear yeah. everybody, if you tear somebody apart every time they have a misstep, there will be three people talking to each other in a week, and two of them are gonna kill the third one. I'm sorry, it's mm-hmm. just the way it well, works. It- yeah, well, it's like, well, if you have a, I mean, I think a good analogy here is a forest fire. You can either wait for it to burn itself out. Who knows when that'll happen? Who who knows how much destruction will occur before that happens? Or you can try and deal with it. And I think a lot of us are, are, are wanting to deal with it. But you can also set aside your ego as being yeah. known as the person who did deal with it and just deal with it quietly, well, yeah. like deal, deal with it quietly and smartly and not like a dick and that's where a lot of people fall down because they don't again they don't want to do the work they're lazy the the easy way is to take the shots at somebody as opposed to sitting somebody down and saying hey listen this let's have a conversation about what you just said and why perhaps maybe it was wrong and that's Mm -hmm. not for the aggrieved party to do it's not for you know, LGBT to do. It's not for people of color to do. It's for the majority to do. And too many of the majority, you know, your young to middle-aged, white, cisgender, heterosexual people, they, they taste the blood in the water and they want their minority friends to see how good of an ally they are so they go in all teeth instead of taking the time to thoughtfully, calmly address what's being said and I get it. Like, I'm fucking tired, too. Like, but, I would much rather punch somebody in the throat. <laughs> but you just referenced a young person doing that. And that's... Comp- not, just, not just young. Well, no. But it would be understandable because they lack the life experience. They lack the understanding of how nuanced some things are. Sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes. And I did say young people, too, because I'm an old person. Like, Chris, for example, I'm almost 60, Certain words meant certain things my entire life until a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, look at the word and queer. You've got to give. Yeah, I mean, you got to give old people a chance to like catch up to. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> and some and never will. Time. You know, you're always you're always going to have your person who's just too immersed, and they'll never let it go. Yeah. And they 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 dig down and they go, no, that's my word, and I'm going to say whatever I want, and you can't tell me what to do. And you're like, all right, grandma. Let's go to bingo. Put yeah. your face mask on. That's so true. Uh, <laughs> but like even 
even like within communities, you have words that people can't agree on, like queer. You know, queer. When I was when I was a teenager, queer was the insult that was thrown at any of us who weren't mm-hmm. your just average run of the mill straight kid. Um, and a yeah. lot of us have taken that up as our banner. You know, that is now the word that a lot of us use to identify ourselves. But at the same time, queer in the past, uh, I think it's like the past five years, has actually come to mean something very different having to do specifically with gender. Um, And then on same time, you have your older LGBT, probably of like boomer age to older Gen X age, who they still very feel very strongly that queer is an insult. And they don't want anybody to be called a queer, even if that person is of the LGBTQ, you know, variety. Um, I, I had a pretty heated conversation with a coworker who is of the boomer, younger boomer, older Gen X, you know, generation who was very much against using the word queer. And I was like, so what about all of the people that for them, that is their identity? You know, how, how do uh-huh. you how do you come to terms with all of that? and figure out like what that person can be called where everybody is happy and nobody has their, you know, their nose in a splint. Um, And it's, Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any easy answers to that other than just the continued evolution of language and doing the work on top of it. I agree. I think if somebody wants to self-identify in a certain way, that's your right, Mm. you know? Just be gentle when when people are trying to do the right thing and they screw up. I've seen that a lot too. Like somebody has their heart in the right place, but they misstep. It's like, you know, we have we have relatives who are in transition right now, two of them, mm-hmm. and you know, we're constantly making sure that the other person in the room is saying the correct gender, right? You know. Because it, it's meaningful to people that you identify them the way they want to be identified. I know it's not always easy when you have known somebody, I don't know, for like 20 years a certain way, and then they let you know that, well, that's not really who I am. This is really who I am. It's a period mm-hmm. of adjustment, and, and I just wish people were a little more understanding of that and yeah, it's not your thing, but it's their thing. So, like, maybe yeah. let's be supportive, you know? Yeah. Um, language is important. Words actually do have meaning, and we've got to try to make sure as responsible humans that we don't let it all go and, and, and that, you know, we try to remember that, you know, it's not just that words have meaning. They have power, and you can really hurt somebody. You know, oh, yeah. if you intentionally want to be cruel, you know, mm-hmm. but but it can be healing, too. I mean, it's all in the attitude. But anyway, mm-hmm. we are like out of time, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been awesome. And I hope I hope you will both come back on very, very soon, because this has been a great yeah. conversation. Definitely. Yeah. Sorry, we were I all over the place <laughs> with half no, finished thoughts in almost could... every statement. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. It's great. And and you guys are fantastic. And thank you so much for coming on. And and I really thank appreciate it. I, I love having both of you on. You're, you're wonderful folks. Yeah. So I will talk to you soon. All right, everybody, I'm going to wrap up for the night. 
Got a special show tomorrow. Tune in at 2 p.m., and I will see you then. Have a good night, everyone.